0: I'm Damian Bulwa. Today on Fifth and Mission, the pandemic and unpaid rent. As we move toward the end of coronavirus lockdowns in California, we're still wrestling with the fact that many residents and businesses are in deep trouble. People who lost jobs face the threat of eviction, and many restaurants, shops, and gyms are barely hanging on. That's if they haven't already called it quits. In San Francisco on Tuesday, there were a couple of big swings at providing relief. First, The Board of Supervisors was voting on whether to extend the city's moratorium on some types of evictions. More controversially, one progressive supervisor, Dean Preston, introduced legislation that would excuse some businesses from paying rent at all if they'd been required to shut down under pandemic health orders. Essentially, their rent would be canceled. Landlords, as you can imagine, are not happy with that proposal. My first guest today is Chronicle reporter Emma Talley. Emma, how are you?
1: Good. How are you?
0: Good. Now, Emma, you've been writing a lot about San Francisco City Hall and this moratorium that the supervisors were voting on Tuesday. What does it do?
1: So essentially what it does is it extends um, the moratorium on what people are referring to as kind of... um, non-essential evictions. Um, So evictions where a landlord maybe wants to do a repair or remodel or is thinking of um, moving a relative into that home. Um, Evictions, which I just got off the phone with Dean Preston. He basically says that these are just evictions that do not need to be happening right now. Um, It does not prevent evictions um, for rent non-payment or um, any situation where there's violence or uh, public safety hazard, but it's um, stopping all of those evictions that the city considers to be kind of non-essential until uh, September.
0: Okay, you mentioned non-payment. It does allow evictions for non-payment, but the state is doing things there, right?
1: Yes. So the state is um, has a moratorium on evictions for rent non-payment because of the pandemic until June 30th. You can't evict somebody for not paying their rent because of a of a pandemic related obstacle um, until the end of June right now. And then once June hits, the state basically has this um, big plan, this two point six billion dollar plan to um, help people pay that rent.
0: All right. Well, let's get back to the particulars in a minute. But. But what does Dean Preston say about this timing? I mean, San Francisco is about to potentially come open soon. June 15th is a big day for the state where we're supposed to lift restrictions. They're trying to stop evictions right now because they're afraid of of, of that the timing might be bad, right?
1: Yeah. So his perspective is kind of Uh, Right now is not the time to open the floodgate of evictions. Um, People are just starting to get back on their feet. If they lost their job due to the pandemic, they're just starting to get back to work as a lot of these cities are reopening and lifting some of these social distancing guidelines. Um, And his perspective is kind of right now is just not the time to be evicting all of these people from their homes.
0: Yeah, th- so thinking that people can get a foothold soon and maybe we can avoid a lot of this if people just get back to work, get their financial house in order. Let's talk about that non-payment though again. I mean, if you can't as a landlord evict people for non-payment during the pandemic moving forward, can should landlords just forgive that money or can they still go after the the payment that's due?
1: So none of the legislation right now actually um, forgives any of that rent debt. It just prevents evictions for um, for that debt. So landlords are still completely within their rights to go and try and get that money, um, either through small claims court or um, uh, after a lot of these moratoriums end.
0: Okay, got it. So we're going to see some of these cases in court. You did talk to one landlord. What does the landlord say about the extension of these payment moratoriums.
1: Yeah. So her perspective was kind of that the state and the city should not be focusing on um, extending these moratoriums. Um, they should be focused on these rent relief programs, which are um, really helpful to both renters and uh, landlords. Landlords get paid by through federal funds. The, the federal government or the state government is basically footing the bill um, and renters get to stay in their home. So everybody wins.
0: Got it. And they're they're making the point that, hey, we're still paying our mortgages. This helps everyone. But just simply having a moratorium, uh, we may struggle to get through it. Yeah. All right. So let's get to those aid programs. I mean, again, people are in real trouble and they need to get through this difficult time. What is on deck in terms of uh, San Francisco and the state for uh, aid for renters?
1: So the state is rolling out a program um that basically devotes about 2.6 billion dollars in um relief money to uh covering the rents that people haven't been paying from the months of essentially April 2020. So kind of right when the pandemic was really taking over the country um, through March of this year. Um, and that'll be really helpful for people who um, lost their jobs during that time and weren't able to cover the bill and probably won't be able to cover the bill um, when a lot of these moratorium restrictions lift. Um, And the city is rolling out a program, applications actually open on the 28th, so just a few days from now, um, kind of covering six months after the state aid ends. So the state, uh, people are eligible for state help for a year, um, and then the city is offering an additional six months of assistance from um, April 2021 onwards to kind of cover that gap.
0: All right, Emma, thanks for bringing us up to speed. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have Mallory Mensch, a Chronicle reporter, talking about a proposal in San Francisco to actually cancel rent for some businesses that were shut down by pandemic health orders. Fifth and Mission right after this.
2: We'll be right back after a short break. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod.
0: Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bulwa. I'm now joined by Chronicle reporter Mallory Mensch. She's writing about an attempt in San Francisco to help small businesses who have mounting financial problems racked up during the pandemic of the last year. Mallory, thanks for coming on.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
0: So Mallory, this is obviously a a controversial piece of legislation, but the the problems that people are having are so huge. You know, it does take uh, sometimes some pretty imaginative uh, ideas, But before we get to that, who is Tracy Sylvester, the woman you spoke to for this story?
2: So Tracy is the owner of a Pilates studio in the Mission called EHS Pilates Studio. And she's run it for a number of years. And of course, when the pandemic hit and the public health orders came down, she had to completely shut down her business for most of the year because she was classified as a fitness studio, as a gym. And she definitely tried to pay her rent. She said she burned through her business and her personal savings to pay rent for the first four months and then was able to negotiate with her landlord to pay half rent after that. She's gotten some federal relief um, and a loan, which she'll be paying back for the next 30 years, but she still has $46,000 that she owes in back rent that she's now trying to pay off.
0: So she has tried to weather this whole thing, figuring that in the long term, she still wants this business. It was probably doing pretty well. So she is taking on all this debt. What would Dean Preston's legislation do?
2: Dean Preston is trying to help her and many other small business owners. The city estimates that businesses across the city owe up to $400 million in back rent. So this is a huge issue, and that is too much for the city to just pay for and to write off. So he's trying to come up with a creative way, a workaround to help businesses Basically, he's giving some legal boost to tenants who could argue that, um, based on a state law that excuses a party from a contract because they say fulfilling it is impossible. So in this case, he's saying if your business has been shut down by public health order, you literally cannot fulfill your contract to run said business in that location and therefore you shouldn't have to pay rent. This is a legal defense. It it has been used sometimes in the pandemic. I found some cases in different states with varying success, um, but it's not clear if it will pass here in San Francisco and uh, whether tenants will be able to use that as a legal defense and argue that they shouldn't have to pay rent and that rent will essentially be canceled.
0: In other words, I entered into this lease because I wanted to run a business that was dependent on my ability to run the Pilates studio.
2: Yes. And if you can't run it, then you can't fulfill that contract.
0: Okay. But on the other side, you have landlords who, you know, in some cases are, are getting relief, obviously. But, but in this case, they must have a pretty strong reaction to the idea that, that they wouldn't be able to collect rent for several months past.
2: Definitely. This legislation definitely helps out the tenants and not the landlords. And it's probably important to note that Dean Preston was an attorney for residential tenants before he became a supervisor. But landlords obviously would not be happy about this. Uh, they Some have also been hurt financially during the pandemic. Some may also be small businesses themselves. And I spoke with some who said that this is a nightmare. They thought that it would lead to legal challenges from landlords who would be suing the city, saying that it's their fault that they created these conditions that let tenants get out of their leases. And I also did hear the same from a real estate attorney who represents tenants and landlords. He thought that this would also face legal challenges if it were passed.
0: And one thing, one point they made was that it's it's very late, right? I mean, these people have been trying to keep their books and to all of a sudden look back and not be able to collect the money that's due. Um, I think they're saying that they, they might go out of business themselves, right?
2: That's right. And they did say that this has been more than a year. So businesses and landlords have tried to work out deals. Some landlords have been lenient and waived rent or reduced it or set up a payment plan or something. Others, including one that I spoke to, said that they had sued the tenants for not paying because they believe that they do actually have enough money to pay. So most of these things have already been worked out, but there are in the case of Tracy and many others, people still owe thousands of dollars in debt. So this would make a difference for them and not being able to and not having to pay that back ultimately. All
0: right. Well, let's say that it, it presses onward. Who would qualify?
2: This would pertain to small businesses. So uh, businesses, mostly retail, um, not offices, unless they were registered as a nonprofit. And they would be small, not big box stores. They would make equal or less than $25 million in gross income in the last tax year.
0: And, and to Dean Preston's point, I mean, obviously, as a city, we don't want a bunch of people going out of business. It's going to make the recovery a lot more difficult, right?
2: That's right. And he said that he felt that rent debt was probably you and usually the single largest cost for businesses, and if they couldn't pay that back, that would really jeopardize them being able to reopen or recover economically.
0: Even if there's support in San Francisco for this, is it legal? Uh, is it legal under state law?
2: It is already legal under state law in terms of this legal defense. So some people question why San Francisco should actually make legislation, but it's something that's been debated in the case of uh, the pandemic, whether this law actually applies to rent and applies to leases. So Dean Preston wants to make this legislation to make it super clear that, yes, this does apply in these cases. You can assume that it does, and therefore you shouldn't have to pay rent.
0: But we'd expect lawsuits. Yes. Okay. Before I let you go, back to Tracy Sylvester, the the Pilates studio. What about her landlord? Um, What's the situation there?
2: Tracy had an interesting situation because she said that she has a really good relationship with her landlord, and she described him as an elderly man in his 80s who only has this one property, and he's using the income to care for his wife who has Alzheimer's. So it's a good indication that yes, there are big corporate landlords. There's also smaller ones who are also depending on this income. So she said that if, if this were to pass, she might use it. She actually wasn't sure. She said it would be a huge relief if she could have this debt go away, but she knew that it would also affect and could possibly hurt her landlord, who she really likes.
0: All right. Well, obviously a tough situation. Fascinating, though. Mallory, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks to my guests today on Fifth and Mission, Emma Talley and Mallory Mensch, their Chronicle reporters. Thanks to King Kaufman and Cecilia Lay for producing this episode, and thank you for listening.